This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E dot O-R-G. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I am your ever-present host, Ray Harkins. Man, this is deep. We're like 97 episodes in. Do you realize that's 97 hours worth of conversations that I've had with people? When you encapsulate your life in either numbers or some sort of marked regularity, it just kind of blows your mind. Anyway, the guest this week is Mr. Michael Craver from a rock band called Sea Haven. And uh, they are a great band. And I actually met him because he was a fan of the show. More on that in a minute. We'll, we'll talk about it. Let's get some business out of the way. PropertyZach.com, great partners of ours. We continue to give each other high fives and promote each other. Go visit the site. Become educated. Review the show. Go on iTunes. Drop some stars. Drop some sentences. I do appreciate that. And it makes the show look more appealing to advertisers. It's just the added benefit that it does for the show is pretty immeasurable. And I can't tell you that enough because I tell you every time that you listen to this. <laughs> so if you haven't done it, let's do it. And then visit the website, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com. That's, that's the email address. Or 100wordspodcast.com. <laughs> Oh, yes. Sometimes there's just too much information running through my head. But in any event, visit the website or email the show and let's talk. Love hanging out with people online and in real life as well. But, you know, it's always always nice to have that dialogue about the show. So Michael, he emailed the show and was like, hey, I love what you're doing. I listen to it at work. It's awesome because it helps me kind of pass the day. And, you know, when you're sitting at a computer, it gets a little bit lonely. So when you're able to listen to these sort of conversations, it breaks that sort of monotony up if you do have a monotonous job. Michael likes his job, but he also likes to listen to the podcast. Just want to be clear there. Don't want to get him fired or anything like that. I've been familiar with Sea Haven for a while. They uh, played a music festival that I put together before. They're just, they're a good band. They're kind of mysterious. And we'll, we'll hit on that in the interview because they generally don't do a lot of press. And so when I started to correspond with Michael, yeah, I was like, dude, how about you come on the show? Recorded this before they headed out on uh, a bunch of tours that they're doing around their new record, which is really, really good, by the way. So um, yeah, without further ado, here is Michael, and I will talk to you after the show. Don't tell me, don't tell me. my first introduction to Sea Haven in general was, I mean, because you guys played Sound and Fury 2010, I think? I think we did 11 and 12. 11 and 12. Okay, yeah. It all kind of just compresses I'm a little. Sure. I'm sure. Where it's like... Was that like an 80-band bill? Oh, totally. And like I just... fan of however many years. And I just try to, like, once the weekend happens, I'm just like, I need to... I, I can't pay attention to anything. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just want to live through it. <laughs> sure. Like, I just want to put my head down and get through this. Survival mode. Pretty much. Yeah. Um... But it was like it was before that where um, I became aware of you guys. Just it was one of those things where it was like there's not much stuff out about you guys online. Like you guys haven't done a ton of interviews. I mean, maybe it felt it feels like you have, 
but just as far as like simple Googling and stuff like that, you're just like, there's not a ton of stuff out about you guys. Right. I mean, do you agree with that? Like, or have you... Uh, yeah, I think... It's, it seems like, and just to interrupt the thought, but like, it seems like the level of awareness about Sea Haven is, is good for the fact that you guys obviously haven't been able to do a ton from a touring perspective. You guys have done a lot. Right. But like not, you know, you guys obviously haven't like, all right, like we're out 300 days out of the year. Like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Sure. It's like the awareness is out there, but it's weird because not a lot of information I felt has been like spread, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's intentional of what you guys have been. I just, I think um, like in the beginning when we started touring, I think maybe the first couple tours we did, like national tours that we did, Mm -hmm. um, we like started doing a little bit of press and it's just so often it becomes something that's not enjoyable. Of course. So yeah. we kind of pick and choose as far as like okay. the things that we like uh, to do or the things that we feel like are going to be a clear representation as far as, I don't know. It's yeah. just, it feels not genuine. Like sure. answering the same questions, like for right. 10 different, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the 10 different people who have a blog, of course, you know, like they're going to ask the same questions and it's just going to be the same answer. And sometimes it feel it doesn't feel organic. That's I, I like the way you put that because there's definitely like there's that whole double edged sword of people feeling like like okay obviously any press is good press and no matter how the smallest of audience that this person has or whatever it's still nice to quote unquote give back and whatever there's that that conception of like you feel like you should do that love the word that you use organic where it's like you feel like you're being approached just because either a publicist has pitched you or that person is like a super fan of the band mm-hmm. and just like wants to have a conversation with you they're either like to inside baseball being like can you tell me the lyric the meaning of the lyric right. the third right. you know or then there's the complete opposite where it's like you know they're just reciting like a wikipedia entry yeah and it's like the, I've, there definitely is a, a lack of like that middle ground that doesn't seem to be common the other two polarities are common i like how you put that organic i never thought about it from that perspective because it's there's that there's that idea that like oh, there's a level of arrogance if you're not doing, like, press or whatever. Right, Like, if right. you're not... I don't know. It feels not fair to, like, anybody involved. doesn't feel, like, fair t- to us or the interviewer or yeah. the audience where it's just like, like so how's the tour band if it's been a tour? <laughs> like... I know. When it starts off like that, it's always one of those things where it's like, you immediately date that. Like, that interview is irrelevant in, like, six months. Like, as far as just, like, that whatever information you're gleaning. It's like, oh, cool. Like, like, oh, you you want to talk about the latest 7-inch that came out? Like, it's there's a need for that. But from a larger perspective, it's like, that, that's done. It's, it's recycled, and it's completely, like, yeah. over in a short period of time. Yeah, absolutely. I just remember hearing about Sea Haven from the perspective of, like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, it's kids that, you know, used to go to hardcore shows in, like, the, you know, the, the Torrance East Bay area, like, you know, doing some, something, you know, like, brand new-ish, something like that. Just seeing you guys play more shows and, like, seeing you guys become more active. It was always uh, difficult for me, just because, obviously, I never met you guys, just to... Uh, for lack of a better term, like, find out where you were coming from, you know? Like, beyond just the fact of, like, oh, it's, like, kids that, you know, like, like, grew up listening to hardcore and, like, you know, want to play music that doesn't necessarily, like, represent that, you know? Yeah. Do you find people often are, for lack of a better term, like, trying to find, like, an entry point to you guys? Or is it simply just, like, just listen to the music? Like, that's the best way? Uh, I I don't know. I think that's something we've all kind of been, we've been trying to figure out since we started. I think now that, like, we kind of have, like, a handful of years, like, under our belt, and we're kind of starting to acquire our own sound. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I don't really, like, when people ask, like, oh, like, what do you guys sound like? Like, especially, like, family and friends and stuff. Like, oh, what do you guys sound like? It's just, I don't even, I just, I'm like, oh, it sounds like alternative rock. Right, right, right. Like, just trying to give something big. Of course. Because I feel like, like, trying to use something, like, as far as, like, a really, like, niche reference point, I just don't, I feel like it discredits us, because we don't necessarily sound like that, and it might disappoint someone who's, like, expecting us to sound like 
band A or band B. Right, right. I always find my, and maybe it's just because of like, you know, like working with music for so long. It's just like my brain, I can't shut my brain off from immediately comparing stuff to something. Right. Like, and I think that's just natural human. Yeah, absolutely. Instinct. But it's like, I, I wish that there was some level of just like disconnect where I could just listen to a band for being a band as opposed to like listening to a song and being like, oh, they sound like these three things, which I never define as like a bad thing. It's just an easier way for me to like grasp where they're coming from, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely interesting because you guys, in, in my opinion, are definitely one of the only bands within the quote unquote context of the scene that have obviously been able to, you've, you've played the game, so to speak, as far as like obviously touring and stuff like that, but you haven't oversaturated yourself, you know, like, I mean, overshared on social media and like, and I'm sure that was a very distinct focus on on like all of your guys' parts to be like, okay, like this is a deliberate thing. We're not going to be doing this. Or did it just kind of evolve? I just, I just, I don't think we want to outwear our welcome or sure. like try and like nestle into like mm-hmm. something that we knew wasn't going to be, you know, the next five years for our band. Sure. As far as, like, completely, like, resting our laurels in, like, one scene or, like, one style of music or, like, mm-hmm. what we're, like, perceived as or what we're, you know, expected to be. Right. It just It just doesn't seem... Yeah, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, a deliberate thing for us. It's just it never... It would, it would have never felt comfortable for us to, like, try and mm-hmm. do that, you know? Like, try and, like, rest in one... You know, one pocket. Sure, something. sure. Yeah, and been like, okay, like we're <laughs> we are going to be the Instagram band. We are going to be the Tumblr band. Like you know, because there are obviously bands that gain a large level of exposure just off of like one social network. Where right. it's like <laughs> that's what they're known for. Like as far as like getting themselves exposed. Like not not necessarily saying that it's like that's their focal point, but all of a sudden it just becomes a thing, and they obviously like you know like strike while the iron's hot or whatever. And it's yeah, like, yeah, I, I could. But I could see the flip, obviously the flip side from where you're coming from. It's like, well, it wasn't within like all of your personalities. So you're just like, well, we're not necessarily going to do that for the band. Like it's like yeah. I translate between the two. Yeah. It just didn't feel natural. Sure. Sure. And, you know, stuff like that. It just, uh, I don't think we've ever wanted to invest our time into something that is as quickly successful as it can be not successful, you know? It's yeah. yeah. Name and it's, it's, it's a very true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're focused on more of the fact like, I'd love to be doing this in, you know, 10 to 15 years as opposed to like. We got two. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, it's just like, I feel like when you really like rest in something as far as like resting in like a genre or like resting in a scene, it's like, I feel like you kind of put an expiration date on yourself where it's just like, okay, you're expected to get big when these bands get big and you're expected to kind of fizzle out when they fizzle out. Sure. You guys have obviously been able to use those building blocks to like get you to, I mean, a point of just at least recognition as far as like, you know, I mean, working with Run for Cover and stuff like that. But then there's obviously a level of like jumping off where it's just like, well, because of the path that you guys are going or the path that you guys have obviously intended to go on, it's a longer road to hoe, so to speak. You know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to have that. And I wouldn't even say like instant success, but just like that notoriety if you guys obviously did just be like, all right, this is like, we're planning ourselves here. Right. And so, I mean, I presume part of it is discouraging, but I presume a part of it is also, like like you said, the more long-term goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so you yourself, were you born and raised in California? Uh, Yeah, born and raised in Redlands, or pretty close to Redlands pretty much for my whole life. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So you, I, I, I've, for some reason, had the impression that, like, at some point you resided within the, like, Torrance area. Um, my parents have been separated since I was, uh, pretty young. Oh, okay. And my dad's lived in Torrance for, like, ten years. Ah, oh, I got um, it. So you kind of spent time... Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Torrance. That's how I know all of the guys in the band. Is, okay. like, through, like, being in Torrance. Like, my dad has a really close friend, and his son, 
uh, was my age, and I grew up with him, and he, okay. or I didn't grow up with him, but like I, you know, started spending time with him when I was like, you know, becoming like a teenager and stuff. And sure. That he grew up with like Kyle and Eric and uh, everyone else in Sea Haven, and they all like lived up the street from each other. Got it. Got so it. So that's how I kind of met them, and we just kind of stayed in touch. Because so. Redlands, um, like, no offense to Redlands, but because I'm sure there's obviously a sense of pride from, or maybe maybe not a sense of pride, but like, oh, like I like Redlands. I mean, it's it's out there as far as like it's not. I mean. It's, yeah. it's not close to very much of anything besides, like, you know, San Bernardino, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, right. Or, or, I mean, you're in close proximity to, like, you know, the mountains, and it's not that far of a drive if you go up to, like, sure. Big Bear or whatever. Um, did, you find, did you find that city, like, the experience of being raised in Redlands, like, you know, boring? Or was it isolating at all? Or did you feel like you were um, just kind of part of the suburbs, so to speak? Uh, I mean, a little bit felt like I was kind of part of the suburbs. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. luckily... We're only like an hour east of Los Angeles, so I never felt like too disconnected from anything yeah, yeah. real. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think at this point it kind of seems more like uh, maybe a blessing and a curse a little bit. I like the fact that I'm able to kind of have a clear, dis- like, uh, like distinguish like my home and sure a division. Work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah, is yeah. because if it was just all like in the same boiling pot, it would feel really weird to me. Yeah. And, like I, I kind of. Uh, I appreciate being able to like leave to like pop into those worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, there's a there's a separation between the two. Yeah, I can see so. that. I've always, I've been the same way in the regards of like it just I like I've always liked the idea of like being able to you know fill these roles, whatever they may be. Like mm-hmm. you know being able and you from your perspective where it's like you're able to like plug yourself in and give yourself during that time. And then be able to, like, disconnect and be able to go someplace where that is, you know, essentially, like you said, it's obviously home or retreat or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I mean, it's because not a lot of, I don't think a lot of people have that general perspective where they're just, like, they want to, like, because it is, like, once you're in it, like, you're in it. Like, that's what you got to be doing. And, yeah, like, yeah, you got to sure. always be busy. And, like, you have to be plugged in at all times. Otherwise, yeah. like, you know, uh, shit happens. See, it'd be so overwhelming for me. Right. Be, you're just, like, I'm that's not my first. anxious mess. That would just be the worst if I had, like, no sense of, like, okay, I'm at home now. I can... Right, right, right. But also vice versa, you know, when, uh-huh. you know, when there's stuff where I, you know, I really like being able to, like, step away from things at home. Sure. And... Do be creative, thing. sure. Yeah, yeah be yeah. creative, have that release, and then being able to kind of come back and right mellow out a bit. So sure, sure. See I, things with a new set of eyes. Yeah, no, that's speak. totally. Um, so, what was your family structure like, brothers and sisters? And like you said, your your parents were. You said around ten. Your parents were separated, or uh, no? My parents have been separated pretty much since I was born. Oh, okay. Um, but I've been I've always been really really close with both of them. Sure, um, I'm an only child. Okay. No, only ch- we, we got to stay together, man. <laughs> well, I, I I I quite often refer to it as lonely child. It, so, did, did, do you look back on that experience being an only child and be like, oh, like this, I kind of just had to entertain myself? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of left to my own devices a lot. Not in, not in like a bad way, not like right, my right. parents weren't around or anything, right. but right. just kind left, of like, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I grew up at home with my mom. Okay. Like just right outside Redlands. Sure. And uh, I would visit my dad like every weekend though. So oh, okay. I've always been really close with both of them, but I'm an only child. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I like because my parents got divorced when I was three, and so I was definitely a similar product to you in regards to like, yeah, it was like I always <laughs> told people the story of like you know playing Monopoly by myself, <laughs> and it was like so people that have brothers and sisters are like, oh dude, it's so sad, but like I I look back at that and I'm like, man, I'm I was I created like three other players that I played against, <laughs> and it was like this huge thing where I'm like 
people that just didn't have to experience that right. because they had people around. Well, I feel like it's almost like pretty character defining in a way where it's like you didn't have like an older brother or sister to take cues from. Like right. you kind of had to build Tell- that for yourself. Right. Yeah. Good or bad, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so do you, I mean, do you look back on that, that experience and be like, oh, I wish I had like a brother or sister or someone to be around or you like, did, like you said, did you feel that it built the, like the character needed to move forward? Uh, I don't know. I just, I think it would have been such a different dynamic that mm-hmm. I'm, like, I, I, I'm not always thinking about it, but I quite often I'm like, oh, I wonder what it would have been like as far as like, you know, having an older brother or even like a younger brother. Right. Like, right. Feeling like I needed to be accountable for someone. Cause I feel like that's kind of. Yeah, a thing is like older that's brother, true. older sister. They you know they feel accountable and like protective of you right. know, younger sibling. But yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Um, and so, what did your uh, what did your mom and dad do for work? Like, obviously, as you spent time with both of them as you were growing up. Uh, my mom has always done like uh, specializes in like surgery. Like, she's a surgery coordinator. Like, oh, okay. She works for, like a, for the last like ten years. She's worked for like a. Uh, like a spine surgery firm, but she basically okay. like coordinates like when people need to get back surgery. She like. Schedules like, it with the yeah, hospital yeah, and everything. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of moving parts, yeah. Uh, and for a long period of time, my dad was in telecommunications and stuff. Mm. Uh, I was like seven, so I had no right, you're like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Computers, phone. Cool. He has a cell phone. I know he has that. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was pretty much got it. Got it. Context. Um, and so, but you went to, I presume you went to school out in Redlands, like as far as like high school and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Just right around there. And the, I mean, what actually, is it Redlands proper or is it, do you live in another city? I grew up in Ukaipa. Oh, okay, yes. It's, it's like five minutes away. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, There's, like, if you can imagine something more boring than Redlands, it's Ukaipa. Ukaipa. So I always use, like, like now I live in Redlands. Right. Uh, just because there's a little bit more going on there. Sure. But, I mean, it was always kind of like I considered myself growing up in Redlands anyways because mm-hmm. I just was always there for... But you spent a majority of the time. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I have heard, I've heard of you, Kai, but I don't think I've ever been there. But, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you haven't... <laughs> You wouldn't surprise me if you had a real reason to go out there. Right, right. I, the the uh, the guy who does my tattoos, he works at I think Tattoo Revolution. That's out in Redland. So I've been yeah. there a few times, and they have yeah. There's some bakers out there, and I love bakers. So. Bakers, bakers. All praise be to bakers. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone I've shown to bakers has been like, okay, dude, totally. It's true. I mean, for and especially. for totally, especially you know vegetarians, vegans. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just like, wait a minute. And like when they their advertisement is America's first dual kitchen, and you're just like. I was like, what is that? And I'm like, wait a minute. That's because you prepared shit vegetarian as well. I thought it was because they did American food and Mexican food. Oh, good point. Good point. See, I'm I'm totally making another narrative. I'm not trying to shoot you down. No, no, no. no. That, way more plausible. (laughs) But because everybody I've... What's wrong with that? (laughs) Everybody I've spoken to about that has always been like, oh, really? That's the meaning? I was like, yeah, totally. But hearing that, totally right. American, Mexican. Yeah, I will... Yeah, I won't, I won't spread that propaganda <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, and so, as you were growing up, like, what did you find yourself, like, getting into? You know, obviously, because you had to, you know, take cues from other places. Like, were you, uh, you know... Music. Yeah, like, kids. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, from a really young age. And how were you exposed to that? Uh, I think just because uh, both my parents listened to really cool music. I just kind of grew up listening to K-Rock and stuff. I think, like, the, oh, earliest, okay. the earliest memories I have are really just, like, like sitting in the backseat, like, hearing Nirvana or, like, hearing Weezer or something like right, that. Right, 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 So I think that was kind of, like, the really big, I don't know, I think music was, like, the first thing that, like, I really acknowledged had, like, some sort of power over my, like, demeanor. Sure, sure. 
and it just I don't, it was a really powerful thing. I've always really been uh, kind of infatuated with like guitars and stuff. My dad played guitar and always had like guitar stuff. Are your parents younger parents? Like, did they? Was that? It? Uh, I think they had me around like late twenties. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's that's I get. Yeah, because I, I would define younger parents as, like, early 20s. Because, I mean, the way you describing them, I mean, it sounds like they, yeah, obviously were, you know, in tune with things that were obviously... They had the early 20s chic. Yeah. Both the experience of later 20s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, because yeah. I can definitely... I mean, I, I never, ever would listen to anything like that with my parents at all. Like, because they just... I mean, they wouldn't They wouldn't have any... They, yeah. They wouldn't find any enjoyment out of it. Sure. Right, and it would be... But... So it's cool that, that you had that, like, at least that building block of, like, oh, like... Yeah. There's there's an awareness out there. Yeah, absolutely. Did you immediately start trying to... I mean, like, once you were able to, start to find as much as you possibly could about that stuff? Or was it just, like, it kind of start, just started permeating in? I kind of bounced around a lot. Like, I yeah. think, like, up until, like, the age, like... I don't know, up until I was like ten or eleven, I just like really, really loved like hair rock and like alternative bands. Like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I loved corn. Oh yeah, dude, who didn't? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 of course. It was edgy. It, yeah, I wasn't allowed to listen to Marilyn Manson. I think there was some sort of a lore there. There is a huge lore there. I mean, Antichrist Superstar still like that record's scary. Like yeah. I revisited it maybe like two or three years ago, and it was like I can see why this shit like really caused a stir. Yeah, I actually just thought about Marilyn Manson the other day because I started watching. Uh, American Horror Story with my girlfriend, and yeah. like, there's just like so many like weird noises and stuff. That I feel like I've heard from like his records. Yeah, I, don't know, yeah. I feel like he would be an executive producer, one hundred percent, or like the music music coordinator. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. No, totally. Um, and then uh, I think I went through like uh, that pretty typical like young white kid rap phase. Oh yeah, sure. Where, like, of I course. Loved like uh, like Eminem, Dr. Dre, and like oh, dude. Pla- well, how, how old are you? Uh, I'm 23. Okay, yeah, you're so you're because uh, I'm I'm 33, so we got 10 years. But you 100% need to go through that. Like I, yeah. Snoop, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, and Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Like those records, I still listen to, and I feel hard, <laughs> even though I'm like yeah. furthest from being hard. Yeah, I just you just feel like I don't know what it what it is that is easy to identify with, where it's just like, man, he's got, yeah. Like, Maybe it's a Southern California thing. That's true. Yeah, I totally, yeah, because clearly that sound is very West Coast. and mm-hmm. obviously, Super high synthesizer. And, totally, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, singing about things that you're just like, man, I've got no context for bitches and joints. and like, Yeah, every- seriously. <laughs> I'm, I'm so far from that. But I you don't feel- know what any of this means, but... <laughs> so, sounds amazing. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to, like, figure out about that and be like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't know if this is very good. <laughs> I don't, right. not, not musically, but <laughs> the messages they're putting out. Sure, sure. So you, so you went through that phase and then... I uh, went through that phase. Uh, I don't think I ever... <laughs> I don't think I ever turned my back <laughs> right, right, right. on the alternative rock. Uh, Which is good, yeah, yeah. I think once I got into, like, uh, like middle school and stuff like that, I started okay. finding out about, like, like Epitaph and Fearless Records. And sure, sure. Went down that whole road. Sure. And so when, as you started to go through uh, high school and stuff like that, did you, uh, did you gravitate towards, like, sports, or was it still, like, basically mm-hmm. just, like, just music? Like? I, gravi- I gravitated towards being a really bad student. Oh, okay. But because I was so distracted with music. Really? <laughs> And like using and, so, and you were like and you were playing guitar at that point too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I was like in fifth or sixth grade. I got a bass guitar first. Oh, okay. So Started learning bass. Like had to learn like every like an eighty song on bass. Every of grade course. Day. Every right. grade song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great. I mean, there's a reason that that stuff is popular because it's so. For one, it's so easy to learn. But then you feel like you do feel like you've accomplished something when you're like, I know like four Blink songs and like three Green Day songs. Yeah, like, totally. 
you feel like you're an accomplished musician at that point. Those bands had some bitchin' bass lines, too. They do. When yeah, I would yeah. learn, like, one of the intermediate bass lines, I'd be like, dude, I really am fucking... Yeah, you're I'm like... Making some progress dude, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is this is next level. Sure. And literally, yeah. this is intermediate now, so this is next <laughs> level. But then, did you ultimately want to end up at guitar, or you were, you were just like... I don't think that was the game plan. I think I just naturally kind of gravitated towards it. Sure. I want to start learning how to play, like, metal riffs and stuff like right, that. Right, right, and right. And, you know, it was a lot less intriguing on a bass guitar. So right. Start playing guitar, and then that was kind of... I still really like playing bass, like, especially, like, now. More so now, I would, like much rather play bass in a band or like play like I don't know right it just seems right seems a lot more fun revisiting my roots totally yeah, the, the grass I find the grass is always greener where it's just like the you know especially people that obviously have the talent to play multiple instruments or it's just like the drummer's like, oh man, I'd love to play guitar. You know, bassist is like, man, I'd love to sing. Like, there's right. just always that like right. what is it like on the other side? They're like, oh man, that sucks. I want to go back to that. Yeah. Absolutely, but but who knows? I mean, it could be it. It could very well be one of those things you plug yourself into. And be like, oh yeah, I like that better. And you can obviously you can do you can do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> as as part because you have the root of understanding it, so you can easily plug in and just be like, oh, well, I'm just gonna do this thing. Yeah. And so you basically you just did you barely graduate? Were you just like were your parent? Was your mom like completely on you? As uh, far as like no, I left in my senior year. Okay, uh, I started working at like a skateboard shop full time. Okay, uh, like, so, you, so you said peace out high school. See you later. Kind of. Okay. I mean, it was kind of uh, something in the making for like you know two or three years, but sure. I, like senior year rolled around, like I was like started making money and like I got offered a promotion to be like an assistant manager. And okay. Was, like, okay. You're like I got I got this. Yeah. Did you ever have that conversation with your mom where it's like, I got mom, like, I don't need to do this. I'm going to do this. Uh, kind of. It was just like, mom, I'm dropping out. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so she, she resigned and she was like, yeah, I, I, I guess you'll do that. Yeah. I mean, the stipulation was that I had to get a GED. Okay. Um, and I did. So. Okay. I was going to say, and did you? I did. I did. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I would, I, I feel like I'm in an awkward stage now where I couldn't go back to high school because I'm not old enough yet. Sure still too young. I'm going to wait until I'm like in my 40s. I'm going to go back to high school and get the diploma in so just college. Be, right, just be like, just like, what's this guy doing here? It's like, well, he's, he's getting his degree. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's coming back to it. Dude, high school kids are vicious. I would hate to go to high school right now. It's true. Yeah, you, that you'd because it's like, you're so, you're so close to it still, like, obviously as far as like everything you do from like, you know, a youth culture perspective, it, you just yeah you see what it's like and be like oh any any insecurities that you would have had during that time yeah you'd be like oh they're still there yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean one could argue that that those insecurities pretty much stay with you for <laughs> forever maybe you just like learn how to manage them better I guess as yeah. you get older it, it's like the only time that I can distinctly remember like getting picked on where it was like a kid in like fucking I think I was I was in seventh grade he was in eighth grade. And it was the first time where, like, someone ever called me, like, fat or anything. And, like, I'm not a big dude, but, I mean, I have, I have a stomach, but I'm not, like... I, I would never, like... If I looked at someone like me, I would be like, oh, look at that. Well, that guy's big. Yeah. But this kid, Max, calls me that, and I'm still, I still have that yeah, in my head where it's just, like... Fucking Max. Totally fucking leave my head. <laughs> so that way I can be like, no, I'm, I'm good with my body. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, but... So, yeah, you can totally go back into go back into high school and have, have all that stuff come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite ready to. <laughs> Did you find yourself, like, a clique in high school? Like, were there kids you were getting along with, or you were just kind of, like, keep your head down and just, like, just, just get me out of here? I think all of my friends kind of uh, more or less liked the same thing, mm-hmm. which was kind of 
as far as like being part of uh, like the alternative crowd. Sure, sure. Not the alternative like ACDC shirts, like Dungeons Dragons crowd. Right, right. right I mean, right. as far as like kids that like knew about the same bands and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Or, like ten or twelve of us. I was about to say, did you find like a, a, a scene of kids at the school that were like obviously yeah. into that type of stuff? Yeah. Was there discussions to start a band there? Like, did that was that kind of starting to permeate in your head as far as like I'd love to play? The first band I played in was in like middle school and. We were all into, like, alternative music. None sure. of us, like, knew about, like... Right. I think that was before I really figured out about, like... Of course. Sure. alternative music, but, yeah. I mean, we... It mostly was just, like, we want, we all played an instrument, like, want to cover Green Day songs. Sure. So. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, it's That's the perfect starting off point. <clears throat> Did you guys, like, try... Were you trying to write original stuff, or were you, like... I, we just want to do covers. Well, we started doing covers just because we wanted to, like, be able to, like... Play a song together, oh, sure, and then sure. I think like we tried writing one song, and it was just like the most fucking god awful mishmash of like, sure, like everyone's influence. Comes yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> if you were to like take like five different boomboxes and like put everyone's influences and just play them at the same time, <laughs> right? That would be a song. No common ground. Right, right. <laughs> There's the corn part. There's the green day part. Yeah, like yeah, it would exactly. just be like it'd be like those shifts. It'd just be like turn on its head. There's a different song. <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> but once you started to play, was it... You, you strike me as a person that want to obviously create, but you didn't necessarily be like, God, I can't wait to get on stage and like be in front of everybody. Or did you... Was was there that, that disconnect there as far as like, I want to play music, but being on stage is somewhat terrifying or... Uh, not so much. I think I always like wanted to like be... Okay. I mean, I've always wanted to be like in a band. Sure. And like tour and do the whole like being on a stage thing. I don't right. think it was like... I mean, it was always one of those things like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? But it was never one of those like, I, mean, I need to figure out how to make this happen. Right, right, and, right. And I think that all kind of started to fall in place once I met all the other dudes and just started playing. Sure, and sure. And so you were... You said you worked at a skate shop, so you were fully entrenched as far as like in the... You know, did you skateboard and were you in skate culture and everything like that? Oh uh, yeah, more or less. I'm super good at it, right. but I mean, I liked the culture. I still like the culture. It's really yeah, cool. no, for sure. I cool. agree wholeheartedly. Skateboarding and punk rock go pretty hand in hand. Totally. I could ollie up a curb. That was like the extent of my talent there. Could ollie off a curb. That's good. That no. Yeah, I could probably all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's reverse. We probably we probably have similar chops. In retrospect, it was probably just gaining enough speed to like go Drop over off. the curve and not fall off the board. <laughs> Gravity was working for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very hesitant to uh, say that. I, <laughs> right, then you had you actually had the ability to sort of skill. With it. <laughs> the um, so the, yeah, obviously. So, did you ever play a show with any other outfit before, like Sea Haven? Was that like your first experience as far as like playing out and playing shows and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, more or less like playing real shows. Yeah, like, right. With that like cover band, like we like played like talent shows and stuff like that. Oh, okay, and, like, we played like a bar. Oh, that's but like. Did, did all the parents come out to that too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All the video cameras and everything. Yeah, I. I mean, there's definitely video cameras there. I don't know where that video exists, and I just I hope it's. Easy. Yeah, I mean, everybody's excited when you first get out there and start to play, but then it's like it's never a good idea to film like your first show, like to no. to film your first experiences because you look back and you're just like, that is absolutely atrocious. I what about what was I thinking having someone feel like. Asking one of my friends just to sit there and film at the showcase theater and like, why? Why? Right. Awful. They have to sit there through a terrible set looking at everybody who's being insanely awkward on stage. Yeah. I mean, obviously, for your perspective, it's like, yeah, you're much younger, so it's like, but when you're like 17, 18, it's like, you hopefully should have the wherewithal to be like, maybe this is a bad idea. We, yeah. don't, need, we don't need this for the archives. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> 
The um, and so then as you so like you said, basically you spend a lot of time in the South Bay area, so you just you got to know the rest of the guys just by like spending you know weekends out there and stuff like that, and like the the concept of you guys all playing together just kind of gelled naturally. Or how did that all that came up later on? Like mm-hmm. I uh, was spending a lot of time there on weekends because I was still like. 15 or 16, mm-hmm. and I had to go out and see my dad and stuff. Right. Um, so I, like, met them and stuff. I only stayed friends for a couple of years. I mean, as close as friends, you know. Right, of course. That we'll consider that long-distance friendship. <laughs> yeah, 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 15. So, right. I mean, you know, thankfully there was, you know, like, MySpace and stuff like that where, like, we, or Facebook where we kind of kept in touch with each other. But the idea of playing together didn't come up until, like, 2009. That's the year I dropped out and, like, started doing the skateboard shop. And I got in touch with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, it's like, let's hang out. Like, there was no, like, sort of, like, let's play music. It was just, like, right. you know. Hey, I, man. Right. Yeah. Like, I like I drove down there one day, and, like, I had my acoustic guitar with me, and he had, you know, we went to his house, and, like, he, like we were just kind of, like, messing around. And he, like, showed me a song he was working on, and we started jamming out. And I think that's when we kind of decided that we wanted to play music together. Sure. That's when we were like, oh, this this could be... Yeah, this 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 friendship party exists, but like, oh wow, we can be creative together, and that's kind yeah. of fun. It seems like the structure of like Sea Haven in general is one of those things where you guys evolve just because you you haven't been able to, or not even haven't been able to, but you guys haven't done like the you know three hundred days out of the year, like we're gone, that sort of thing. Um, was but you guys seem to have structured your lives to where the band can be like the f- the focal point where it's like you can you have the ability to tour kind of whenever as far as like the opportunities presenting itself and stuff like that right um but the i mean but i presume that's like a very deliberate decision on your guys's part to be like okay like we all need to have jobs and shit that we will all be able to like leave at a moment's notice and that sort of stuff as far as like kind of turning it on and off mm-hmm. um it's never been like a deliberate thing for us to move uh, in a perfect world, but we would just do this. And sure. I mean, it's, you know, thankfully now it's like working towards that where it's like we're kind of growing to a point where we can do this, right? So do this. Um, but before, uh, it was just always kind of like, you know, we don't really have a sound that can like just, you know, I don't think booking it was just going to easily throw us around to each other, like, oh, like put on this, 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 and this. Right, right, it's right. Like, there kind of had to be the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's only been like the last couple of years where there's been like opportunities, opportunities that have come up, but it's just not something that we feel comfortable doing, or it's just not something that really makes sense to us. Sure. Yeah. So you guys, you guys have been very deliberate about obviously like the tours that you have chosen, like as opposed to other bands where it's like they'll pretty much say yes to anything, provided right. it like obviously like makes sense from a you know, or even if it doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint. Sure. But you guys pretty much have you guys have had to be deliberate on that because of like the overarching plan for the way that you guys kind of view sea haven progressing yeah i mean we've just always wanted to set ourselves up to just kind of be more interested in the longevity of it right and whether it's like you know if it takes us you know three or four years to get to the point where all we do is the stuff that we want to do then that's kind of the way we're going to do it sure I mean, I, I think when we started, we probably would have been more apt to, like, of course we'll have that tour. Like, of course we'll do that. Like, really? But, like, right, now right. it's kind of, like, it's really more kind of sit down and work like, well, do we want to do this? And, yeah. What was, the, what was the most difficult tour that you guys had to have that discussion about that you guys, you know, had had to eventually, like, say no to, but was just like that, man, I don't know, this would be cool, but, like, it's kind of weird. Like, because there's usually always those, like, one or two tours that kind of come through where it's like, oh, this, like wow, this could be really good, but then it's also really weird because would these kids even get us? Like, 
And, I mean, as far as like the tourists that we've said no to, I don't know. I would necessarily want to yeah, yeah, step yeah, on yeah. anyone's toes. But, I mean, as far as the weird, like, not weird, but as far as, like, the I guess the boldest move for us, I sure. was probably, like, doing, uh, like, a man of war tour uh, right. back in 2012. Sure. Um, we had put out a record, like, six months before, right. and they wanted to do a tour, and we all kind of talked about it, like, well, is this something that we're, like, catering to? And... We were just like, well, let's do the tour. We'll see. And, yeah. and it ended up being an awesome tour for us. And those sure. are all, you know, all the Man Over Word are really yeah. close friends of ours now. So, I mean, thankfully, you know, I'm glad we did it. Right. Because you get the the way that you guys strike me, too, is like you guys definitely fall into. I usually, and I don't even use this. Sometimes I use this in a derogatory term or a derogatory sense just because uh, there are bands that are underappreciated. But, like, you guys are a band's band in the sense of bands like to tour with you like because i mean you're cool dudes and like you are like you're different enough from whatever band you're touring with where it's like oh this is a nice like you know break from like the three other bands that sound kind of like us already right um and like i said the derogatory part comes in where it's just like you know usually bands bands uh like kids just look at them like they're who are these aliens playing on stage? You know, like there's that there's that level of disconnect. Oh, I'm sure, there's been a fair amount of that. I, I'm in sure, actuality for us. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there like there's definitely, but it's like one of the bands that I always cite, like this is a band called Code Seven. They were from North Carolina. They put out some records on Equal Vision. They were mm-hmm. totally like, they were like basically like musish type stuff, but they always played like hardcore shows because that's where they kind of came up in. Right. Every they did amazing tours, but like no one fucking cared. The kids were just like, who is this? Like, I I can't stand this. Um, I don't think that's like it, or at least in the, the larger sense. I don't think that's like what it is with you guys. But there's definitely that sort of like bands, band, like yeah, like dude, let's take a seat. Like those guys are cool, and like they're good. Um, and so I'm sure that a lot of those discussions happen to where bands that, like you said, you might feel like, what, what does this make sense if we tour with Man Overboard? Like, they're, you know, they're they're a pop punk band. We don't really fall in line with that them sonically, you right. know. But you take that risk just because, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's always like a, it's always, uh, especially right now where it's like you kind of, you know, I would love to tour with like huge indie bands and stuff like that. Whether or not that'd be successful for us is, you know, right. who knows. But, right. I mean, as far as like, you know, coming up in like a scene, more or less, there's like, there's the punkier side of it, then there's the pop punkier side. I don't know. Right, Maybe right. I'm probably generalizing it a bit too much, but it's just. Yeah. I, I don't think there's ever been a bill that, like, we fit perfectly on. Right. I think there's... So you're like, yo, we're at home, right? Yeah, right, right. yeah. I think there's certain elements of our music that can cater to one type of tour or another type of tour. I don't right. think it's ever been a perfect fit for us. Right, we've right. we've either been on a pop-punk tour or we've been on a hardcore tour. Right. Uh, which which one do you feel... Because there's always... There's, there's an advantage of being the heaviest band on a bill, so to speak. And then there's also an advantage of being like the quote unquote lightest band on a bill. Where, how do you guys, I mean, not like I would ever define you guys as heavy, but you could right. be a little more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where, where do you see, where have you seen the most like reaction from that perspective where it's been like, oh, we stand out because we're heavier or we stand out because we're, you know, lighter, so to speak. Um, I think if we have to gravitate towards, uh, either of the two yeah. I think we gravitate towards the heavier side of things sure just because it seems a lot easier to be like heavy and get away with kind of like having more pop sensibility as yeah. opposed to the other way around where these kids are right. coming to see you know right right not heavier stuff yeah yeah you're yeah. generalizing of course sure yeah. sure but I mean it's just it kind of makes more sense in that sense where you know we sure. can you know I mean like we can like get away with having like dark undertones and like right 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 and stuff 
Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. You, so. yeah, you, you may have more room to play around with that as opposed to vice versa, where it's like, can, can like we not sing these parts as good? <laughs> sure, sure. <Yeah. laughs> can we not be as quote unquote slick? Um, the you guys also strike me as a band, like in reference to obviously like the scene and everything in in, in general. Um, you guys also seem like a band that can help usher kids to listen to more lack of a better term like left of center stuff like can obviously bring them along from being like i exclusively listen to you know uh to to transit in the wonder years but then they hear sea haven and that's kind of like that's like their introductory to be like oh like i can listen to something that sounds sort of different have you had interactions with kids from that perspective be like oh like you know this i was able to open themselves up whether they deliberately say that or you just kind of notice i mean not notably yeah i think there's a weird thing going on where like the kids who like kind of like bands like the one years also really like bands like you know, like Bob Street or DJ yep. Moy or like Balance or something like that they totally. like kind of fight and I think it you know I just think that they maybe have an admiration for this whole scope of thing that's going on I don't think that that's necessarily uh, you know it's it's a bit weird but I think it's also really unique it's really cool that yeah. like they're not limiting themselves to, like oh I like music that sounds like this like they just like right you know there's they like a little bit of everything sure there's sure. never been like a real like yeah, I, I don't think there's ever been a really notable time where it's like, oh yeah, like I used to only listen to these bands, but I heard you guys, and now I'm listening to right, right, right. You know, band A and B, the Decemberists, right, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, that, I mean, I just, it, I definitely think that there's a truth to that, where it's just like it, it feels like everybody, everybody's distinctly a part of a scene, but everyone's like doing their 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 own impact and mark on like these different different sounding elements. To all the same thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and do you, uh, I mean, do you guys, do you guys like tour and getting out there and like doing that? Cause I mean, it's a weird thing when you first start to get into it yeah. to like adjust to the idea of like road life and stuff like that. And if you're not doing it like on a, you know, huge, like we're gone for eight months sort of thing, you know, it can be hard to do that like start and stop stuff of what you yeah, guys have absolutely. done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's been the weirdest thing is like like hitting it hard and then coming home and like just having a lot of neutral time. Um, I right. think it would be easier to fall on one side of the spectrum or the other. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I think we, we, we enjoy touring and right. being together and playing together. Uh, I don't think for a second though, that we would enjoy it if we weren't in the right sort of mindset and setting as far as like enjoying what we're doing. You know, sure. I think that's a big part of why we've, decided to not do a lot of stuff is just, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's real. Like, those are, like, my best friends. Right. Like, those are the people that I'm closest with, and this is everything I've ever wanted to do, and I don't want to spend a second of it doing something that doesn't feel right or doesn't right. feel comfortable. So, right. I think we've, you know, I think we're all kind of on that same page. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's kind of led us to dial things back here and there. Sure, Sometimes. Sure. Um, you know, like I said, though, like, thankfully it's growing to a point now where it's, like, it's looking like we're finally going to be able to, like, Start doing our own thing, and right. maybe kind of just focusing on that. Sure, sure. And there, uh, there's obviously been a large space in between your releases, as far as I mean, especially this this upcoming full length that you're planning on releasing. Has that? I'm sure that's been a frustrating process for you guys, as far as like getting it recorded and like <laughs> getting oh, yeah. getting everything collected, as far as like getting the business side sorted out and like getting all that. I'm sure it's just been challenging trying to figure out because it's like you guys are in that weird position where it's just like. You know, you want to. I'm sure you want to play into different audiences um, and find these other opportunities. Um, but you know, they either 
the, the stores aren't open right now or like just just trying to navigate all that i mean uh, has that been a pretty big strain on you guys and you personally like trying to kind of disconnect the because do you, do you handle a lot of the business stuff for the band or you kind of try to stay uh not necessarily okay um I mean, when it calls for it, and some stuff, yes, but sure. uh, mostly no. I just kind of like yeah, yeah. Do you do your thing, which is that's necessary. It's yeah, yeah. funny because like a lot of us don't. Like it just kind of happens. It's funny. We're not as hands on as uh, you know one would assume. I think we're really hands on with like the artistic side of it. As far sure. as like, I think we kind of piss off our team a lot. As far as like not necessarily playing ball like we're supposed to, right? Sometimes, <laughs> but um, sure. That's just kind of the way it is. Has that has that been? Uh, frustrating from you guys having to sort of you know shoulder the responsibility of like doing these these business-like things that you're just like well because there's usually one or two dudes in a band that obviously like mm-hmm. fulfill that role right either by default or by the the fact they actually like that um but it sounds like you guys have all kind of like been sort of that neutral <laughs> like you guys have, no one's been like ah like ah, i guess i'll be that guy just like by default um so has that been has that been weird trying to navigate the fact that like you know there's obviously four voices in the band? I and, mean like now like Kyle mostly handles like all the business stuff. He's that's you good. know like that like our manager and sure. everything and stuff like that. Like they all kind of work together and stuff. Um, I think for a long time it was just kind of whoever's <laughs> answering emails that day. <laughs> well, it's it's always been Kyle. It's just kind of one of those things where yeah. I, I think you know we're really blessed now to have a team that understands that we're kind of. Uh, we just kind of do things the way we want to do it as far as like if we want to take it slow we take it slow right when we want to hit it hard we hit it hard <laughs> right 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 so yeah that's frustrating for managers and booking agents <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I can imagine like not letting people do, you know let, letting them to do their job but, <laughs> right do their jobs but well yeah you guys you guys obviously you have a dis- you have a you have a goal and vision and that's like that's that's admirable in and of itself because usually it's like when you're you know late teens early 20s you don't have you don't think about it in those long-term goals you know it's usually just kind of like a incremental thing where it's like yeah we're gonna release a demo we're gonna release seven inch or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but you guys seem to have obviously have a more you know elaborate plan for it rather than just like let's let's just get this shit out like let's just do this and right yeah it's always it's always been you know I'm skeptical to say calculated because I don't want to make it sound like it's right. Like, like here's my business plan. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just always been kind of like uh, we just do things when it makes sense to us. Right, right, right. Like you, you work in a merch company when you're home and stuff like that, and you, yeah, you obviously have a job that still entrenches you within music and like noticing trends and stuff yeah. like that. Um, has that been interesting to kind of like see how that side of the business operates too, as well as far as just like, you know, how merch sales go online and stuff oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, merch, merch connection deals with a whole different, you know, they totally. deal with the different realm yep, of, yep. you know, stuff. Right. So I mean, it's at least been interesting to like, kind of like have an entire view on like how that sort of thing does where it's just massive. Like the pre-orders that we do for those bands are just like, it's insane. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Totally, totally. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been cool to see that, but then there's, it's also really cool to see this crossover thing where it's like, I'm packing order for like, I don't know, like, like a, like a really heavy band. And sure. like, there's a CEM shirt on that order. I'm like, what? Or like, there's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. shirt or like a t-shirt right. shirt or something like that, where it's just like, you kind of like see like, you know, this mishmashing of kids getting into different stuff. Totally. You're like, yeah, I'll order a terror shirt. I'll order a situ gun shirt and I'll order a CEM shirt. Right. Like, right. Absolutely. Oh, that's kind of, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're like you wouldn't typically put all of that together as far as like a kid's interest is concerned, but sure. there, that cross pollination exists more now than obviously it ever has in the past, just because of that. Like you said, that sort of like 
holistic thing where it's like it, it seems to me it's like there's obviously a delineation in regards to like how a band sounds mm-hmm. but you know kid kids in general are more apt to be like okay i'm going to you know all of these chain reaction shows there's a scene based around like you know just a venue and it's like oh yeah as long as i've heard of a band like or you know i have that just that connection then i'll, I'll probably go check them out i just assume that now it's like it's easy to know what you like Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to know what you like and you have stuff to pick and choose from as opposed to like not necessarily knowing what you like or not being exposed to things as easily. And like, you know, you go to a show every weekend because you want to be exposed to something new as opposed to like you go to, you have the ability to pick and choose when you go to a show because you, right. know, you know what you like. Totally, totally. Or that, or that, you know, if, if you don't have anything like coming in and coming through as far as like from a touring perspective or whatever, it's like you you know, you've got a long time to, like, cultivate your online likes and dislikes and stuff like that. Then when right. something does come through, you're just like, well, I'm going to go regardless. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't care. This is a live music experience. Yeah. So I need to I need to be plugged into this. Yeah. You know, you, you yourself as, like, you know, creating music and being, you know, artistic and stuff like that. Is it is it one of those things that it's like you feel, you know, that helps you alleviate, you know, anxiety and fears and anything else that, like, you're, you know, that's like a coping mechanism or you feel that it's like a, you know, a representation of obviously, like, just wanting to create? Uh, I think for a long time it was kind of a big source of my anxiety. Um, really? It was, like, feeling that pressure. You um, felt pressure, like, to write stuff, like, to create for, like, the band specifically? I mean, not, I was, like, not, not not putting words in your other band members' mouths or anything like right, that, right. but just, like, that sort of internal... No, it just it felt like, like, when things started, like, happening for us, and it just kind of right. was this, like, huge, like, shock, like, okay, this, like, might be our thing, like, uh-huh. everything felt so much more immediate as far as, like, writing stuff or, right. like, you know, like, the dynamic of the band, it all felt, like, a lot more immediate, and, like, now just, like, being able to, like, take a step back for, you know, as much as we have or like right. not be so submerged you know submerged in it as much as we would you know right you were initially yeah because that's true I guess I didn't think about it from that perspective because obviously it's like when your first EP hit um, you know it definitely was like there you know there was a lot of demands on you guys from either you know touring plank shows and that sort of stuff and like where's that full length like get that right. yeah yeah, yeah. Get, we're forever together like six months ago like we needed that like yeah. so did, was that a, a lot of that a lot of that anxiety was in the initial response of like how we react to this attention it just, it felt so much like, like everything that we were going to do was going to be like, not big. It just felt like it was going to be a big deal for us and it was going to really define us. Uh-huh. And I think it just, like now it's like, we just kind of do what we want. Yeah. And like we hope for the best. Sure, like sure. We, yeah. I think we're a lot more content with like doing something that only a handful of people really get and really support as opposed to like trying to appease everybody. Sure. Sure. No, so. that's true. Yeah. You, you're not, you're not trying to appeal to, you know, for lack of a better term, like the lowest common denominator to where it's like someone may be into you, but they're not, that's not a lasting impression. Like they'll be oh. like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I listened to that. at Like whatever last year it was like, whatever, like you'd rather provoke a reaction, have a smaller, but more passionate fan base than a larger and potential fickle fan base. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. I just feel like that like sets you up for like, so like such a, better like chance of longevity where it's like you have 10 people who really like you and are really going to support what you do yeah. as opposed to like 40 people who are lukewarm about you and may or may not support anything you do totally like, you totally. can have 40 people who like think you're okay and whatever they might not necessarily go see you play but like they can listen to you and not you know not hate you or right. you can have the 10 people who are like i really identify with the band really sure. like them. i want to go see them play i want to buy their merch whatever right right because most of you guys are in your early 20s right yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the, the everything that you're describing sounds very, for lack of a better term, like mature. Like you guys, like have. Just, I just don't. I, I don't typically hear the sort of like focus 
from people, especially like young. I mean, I define under 25 as being young. And like once you fit over 25, then you're old as shit. Like, <laughs> but I just, I look at, I look at all the moves that you guys have made and like the reaction, especially what you're describing to like that first wave of attention uh, that you guys had, that you guys had to have those like sit down conversations and like, all right, what are we going to do here? Like yeah. from the law and like, the, I'm sure those conversations were, were they difficult to have? Were they easy? Or did it kind of like initially reveal itself as making sense? Or was this just like, well, this is all kind of part of our plan. Like, let's... I think it's just like, you know, you, we've all heard like horror stories about people who just, they like burned themselves out like over five, you know, maybe sure. five years of like super heavy touring and like maybe writing records someone likes, maybe writing records people don't like and like yeah. you tour off of it and like you begin to like not like what you do and you begin to not like who you're with and I just don't think that's ever been you know, something that we've ever wanted to yeah. subject ourselves to. We would rather, you know, we'd rather sure. take a little bit of time and make sure that we're doing things the right way and right. doing things the way we like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to belabor that at this point, but I just, so I just, it's just interesting because like I said, it, the, to have that level of like, uh, for lack of a better term, like maturity and just like clarity of like, Oh, like we've seen how this has gone. And like, it's so, it, it is so tempting when stuff is presented to you to be yeah. like, like, Oh man, like, let's let's do this now just take that because it's there and obviously like there's all all signs pointing to you, why you should do this rather than like okay like we may be we may be less popular because we're doing this and we're not you know on this on this we're going to release a record every year sort of thing right and to be able to like to take that i'm sure because there's a, a level of fear or there, there's a level of being scared about missing a boat or missing an opportunity. I'm sure there was some of that conversation going on, yeah, too. Yeah, we just tried to abandon that really early on. Yeah. It's kind of like the greater good, you know? It's yeah, always yeah, been yeah. about the greater good. It's always been about, like, really, you know, taking the time and doing things right and enjoying what we're doing as opposed to, like, doing something because we felt some obligation to do it. Right, and right. I mean, maybe we're doing it ass backwards. Maybe we'd, sure. Maybe we would be making twice as much as we do now if we, yeah. like, took those five tours and, like, like stayed on the road and, like, did those tours and maybe, like... Right, you know, got out to more people. Sure, maybe, but it's just you know, yeah, yeah, doesn't it doesn't add up? Like the math doesn't add up to take the chance to do that and potentially not like what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. I mean, that's do you do you feel like that that speaks to like your own personality as well? Like you've you've always. I mean, even though it's. <laughs> It seems to me that the decision to obviously drop out of high school is quote unquote rash, but obviously that's like that's that yeah. a lot leading up to that. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't just like one day in senior year, just like fuck this, like. Yeah. But so that does that speak to your personality as far as like oh like you were you know uh, I guess thoughtful and sort of like a, a longer term thinker rather than like because you you try, when you said you're 23 I was just like oh I, you, the way that you were speaking. And the way that you present yourself, it's you struck me as older. So that's and that's a compliment. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Does that speak to your personality as far as being like I'm a longer term thinker. I'm not trying to hit on the immediacy of things. I think maybe it's been kind of like a, a long road getting to that point. You mm-hmm. know? And whether you know whether it be decisions like leaving school early, which you know in retrospect I, re- I regret. Sure, but I mean it's just been a long road getting to that train of thought where it's just like I'm gonna do things the right way. Like I'm just gonna take a little bit more time. Right. Trying not to like get too not I'm not trying to get too involved with the idea that maybe we're missing out on something right. or that we missed the boat on anything like you said. Sure, it's just uh, I think I don't know, especially like being so young. Like it's it, right. like this whole thing has been weird being so young because right. I you know I think all of us are afraid that you know not afraid but like I think all of us have seen like how quickly it can be here and be gone. Of course, so it's just kind of 
just trying to take our time with it. Sure. Yeah, you're tr- you're you're trying to uh, savor the experience for longer. Like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That that's a very, for lack of a better term, mature way of of trying to look at something because it's like if you can if you can look at something from a, a longer term perspective and be able to like, hey, let's put these pieces together so it can last, as opposed to you know like just have a jolly rancher and that will that yeah, will be sure. that that moment and that's kind of it. Yeah. Because um, you, you say you, you have a girlfriend, you live with a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Um, how does she? How does the whole like touring lifestyle and like band lifestyle obviously sit with her? I mean, I'm sure she's accepting to a point. I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she's really cool about it. Um, Do your parents understand the context? Oh of yeah, what you're totally. doing? I mean, I mean, more so recently now that it's become a more serious thing. Right. You know, you, you know there's been like you know you've seen we've seen major growth as far as like. Where it's starting, where it is, where it's heading. Sure. Um, and like the kind of like people that are involved with it now, and it's just it's become very much a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with my parents at the beginning, it was you know especially for my mom who like I was like oh I'm dropping out of school you know <laughs> yeah and on top of that I'm gonna be in a fucking band yeah. tour yeah I'm dropping out of school because I want to work full time. It's like okay that's a bad decision. Okay I'm quitting my full time job to go not make any money on tour. Even worse decision. Right. But I mean now it's like in. Yeah, yeah. My parents are stoked on it. Sure, my sure. dad especially because he, you know, has always listened to cool music and played guitar and stuff. And right, now it's right. like you know the hard work as far as like what we've put into it is paying off. So they're all really stoked about it. Right, right. Uh, my girlfriend, it's it's just hard. You know, of course, it's hard like trying to maintain a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. like being gone for you know whatever way you want to slice it. Being gone for two months is hard. Yeah, and it's hard on everyone. So, totally. Yeah, it's 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 a certain thing that's like even though you know it's like the <laughs> there's always the selfish perspective of like oh well, like you knew what you were getting into when you signed up to this relationship. There's like there's obviously that element of like well like I didn't hide this fact, but then there's the the cold reality of like well yeah, but that doesn't make it what I am doing to this other person like fair like what they're experiencing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of of just being like well like. This is something that, you know, I'm exploring for, you know, the foreseeable future, but as long as we're there to be able to, like, hold each other up, then, sure. you know, hopefully we'll be able to see each other through this, but I think that so many people just take that, I mean, from the outside perspective, like, people that, you know, show up to shows or whatever, so many people take that for granted, because they feel like, oh, like, you know, you're up in a stage and getting adoration and love from that perspective, but then it's like, well, it's a, you know, once you step off the stage, it's like, well, there's... Like I'm, I'm alone. I'm with these other guys. Like there's, yeah. it's a very, uh, it's a very hot and cold experience. It is, absolutely. Well, I feel good about what we went over. Okay. Oh, great. Good. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming over and uh, hanging out. And doing I appreciate this. you having me. Of course, dude. So there you have it. There's Michael. Check out his band Sea Haven. I promise that you will find enjoyment out of them, either in the live atmosphere or on record, because I enjoy them in both. Visit propertyofzach.com, 100wordspodcast.com, and it's raining here in Southern California. That's super exciting. Our editor, as always, is Tom Richfield. Props to him. And uh, until next week, man, I got some good shows. I'm not even going to tell you who's on because it's just going to be a surprise. It's going to drop in your iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you have, and you'll be like, damn, I didn't know that person was going to be on the show. It's amazing. I don't even know if you actually say that or if you just look at it and go, oh, that's cool. I think that's probably the reaction that you get. But anyways, be safe, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Hey,